who will survive? Means nothing. Nothing means nothing. What do you mean by that? I'm talking about all the way to the top. Yeah. Unjustifiably in a position that I'd rather not be in. But the cream rise to the top. give you a show like you have never ever seen before why because i can hello everyone welcome to episode 98 of the positively pro wrestling podcast i'm your host Steve fountas and with me is eric sanchez how is it going tonight eric it's a night recording a little little different Ooh, it's going great yeah. I had a little bit of a migraine. I was going to take a nap. And then then you said, well, I didn't know what time we were going to do it because I said 10, 9, too early. I'm like, maybe I can squeeze in a little nap, try to get rid of this uh, headache. And then you're like, oh, 8.30. And then it was like 7.40. I'm like, I'm not going to get a nap in. Do you feel better at least? A little better? Uh, Yeah. Because if you perform, we'll, 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 we'll go with you. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, thank you, everyone, who always follows us on Twitter, interacts. If you haven't followed us on Twitter yet, please do. We're at PPW Podcast and Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, wherever you get your favorite podcasts from. Search Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast, we'll pop up and go ahead and subscribe to us. And every show that comes out will go right into your feed. I've been doing special bonus shows with call-ins and did a watch-along with Jeff from Fully Posable this week. Uh, Eric and I have a regular shows. and I'm going to keep doing a bunch more because they're fun. So maybe you and I will do some bonus watch-alongs. And I think, yeah, I think we should. We've been talking about the Legends House. We, were talk- we talk about it all the time. We're going to watch yeah. along an episode of Legends House, I think. <laughs> We've got to. I think that's the next logical step for us to do. I mean, we could just do like, you know, I don't know. Episode ninety eight point one, <laughs> of what? Oh, of us, our show. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I see what you're saying. I was like, of, of Legends House. I wish there was ninety eight episodes of that show. <laughs> rest, rest. What what episode are we on right now? This is officially ninety eight, but I've done over a hundred. But this is officially okay. ninety eight. All right. So the goal is to be to do one hundred. You and I together, which hopefully will be you know, and, you know, let's let's put it out for end of May or something like that, early June. Maybe we can get together and hopefully we'll be able to together because right now we're doing the remote yeah i hope so the remote studio thing and if i have to put off 100 so we're together i will because we'll just do bonus shows until then so <laughs> okay we'll just be we'll just do watch alongs till then yeah i think everyone will like it we got some good feedback on that that's um, good i like watch alongs yeah because it's just it's just talking shit while the mm-hmm. wrestling's on in the background we watched uh yeah. the episode of raw 99 where mankind won the title from the rock the first time yeah and i remember that episode of raw being super epic and fun but it's not that great of an episode overall. It's just okay. Yeah, so. it, I don't think it was that great either. Yeah, but the ending's awesome for sure with the pop from Austin oh, yeah. gets and and you got DX coming out helping all that stuff. Yeah, it was a good time. And you got uh, Vince at the end saying, "Not him, anybody but him." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> as he's there. <laughs> we we watched a lot of wrestling for this show. Uh, this week's show is going to be called "Does It Hold Up?" Eric and I were discussing via text some classic matches. And we're going to go through them and say, do they still hold up? So an awesome match from the past, like if you put it in today, today's eyes, is it still a good match? And we'll break all that stuff down. Before we get yeah, into stuff that, like this, like I, I've been going back and just watching older matches and in general and pay-per-views and stuff. It's just, it, it's just so much more fun for me. One, because I think there are a lot of, um, maybe it's just, um, what do you call it? Rose-colored glasses, just mm-hmm. 
just being better and just watching, you know, the shows lately that have no crowd. There's really no story. I mean, there is a story, but it's just, I don't really care about it for the past month. It's hard to watch that stuff. Even WrestleMania was hard to get through except for maybe two or three really good matches. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I like, I like going back and watching this stuff because I get caught up in, I'm on the edge of my seat. I'm like, oh my God, because I forget some of the parts that went into it and how things kind of ended. And I told you this one match, I, I don't even remember this match. Like, I don't remember the ending. I'm like, holy crap. Right, well, he was a champion. We'll, we'll get into that, too. <laughs> yeah. So before we get into the main topic of the show, any uh, wrestling news purchases, things you got your eye on, something that caught your your fancy or anything like that? Oh, yeah. I've gotten, I was going to buy one of those extreme sets. It's the backstage A. And I'm looking at it like, oh, yeah, it's going to be so cool. I can do uh, some fig photography with it. And I'm going through everything. I'm just like building up the excitement in my head. And I'm just like looking at what I'm going to do with it. Mm-hmm. And then it comes out with these little cardboard, you know, put together things for um, like those roadie cage uh, cases. Yeah, yeah. Like those big cases, whatever, the black cases. And then I'm thinking, I'm like, you know what? I bet there's, there's some high-res images I could just find online, you know, use my desktop or print them out and just because I'm not, like, posing everything and I don't have the room to do all of this. Mm-hmm. So if I assemble it, I'm going to have to unassemble it because I'm, I just don't have the room for it. So then I got off of that track, and I'm like, okay, well, I saved $60, $70 because it was shipping and stuff. And then <laughs> You're proud I'm of like, yourself. I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah, then I downloaded some... Uh, um, I guess background or wallpaper type stuff for my monitor. Cause sometimes I'll, I'll post stuff and I'll just have it in front of my monitor kind of dress up the bottom where it looks like they're standing on something. So it's like, Oh, where did you take this picture? Oh, it's just in front of my computer. It's something fun to do. Yeah. But, and then I'm looking at my older figures and I bought some, uh, <laughs> some clothes for my dolls that I put on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, I got the DX Jersey for my road dog. I got, uh, the Brock Lesnar eat something, repeat, whatever. The one that I have is eat, beat the streak repeat but, uh-huh. but i want the, the generic Con- one. eat sleep conquer repeat yeah that's the one and then i got the roddy piper tiger shirt which i think is pretty cool it's a panther by the it's a panther by the way oh yeah yeah the panther <laughs> <laughs> so i got that and the um the kilt to go along with it because the kilt that i have on this which i think it was a uh, which piper I is the roddy piper from the uh, hall of fame target the a couple hall, years ago hall of champions one uh maybe okay Maybe it's no, Hall of Fame. Know. No, it is Hall of Fame. You're right. It's Hall of Fame. You're right. You're yeah, right. It, was, it was just a couple of years ago. But the I just don't like the way the kilt fits on it because it, it doesn't snap close. So it's just kind of hanging there. And if I kind of move it around, it kind of falls off. So that I got that stuff. And then I'm like, you know what? If I'm going to do this stuff, I, I really need the mean gene. And I know that one time you bought all of them. You're like, hey, do you want it? And I'm like, no. <laughs> but now I'm like, I need that mean gene. Yeah. So I ended up spending $40 on that. And then I'm like, you know what? I need <laughs> I need an interviewer for like the you know the more recent stuff the past you know six or seven years i'm like i need a renee young. Uh-huh. so i'm shopping for renee young last night so i finally get in touch with this guy and you know we make a deal for like 14 bucks shipped and he's we're sharing pictures of our stuff and i told him you can send it loose i don't need the package to save money on shipping mm-hmm. so then a couple pictures he sent to me i'm sending him of my stuff and he's like oh you have pops he's like oh i have the new hogan and andre and i'm like oh, okay i mean i kind of wanted the hogan but i didn't want to pay the 20 or 30 dollars for it yeah. So he's like, yeah, I'll give you a deal. And he gave me 15 bucks shipped. I'm like, that's incredible deal. Sure. I mean, that's just like retail plus shipping. Mm-hmm. So I got that coming. I got Renee Young. I got those clothes and I got Mean Gene coming. So Man. hopefully you got things lots will start of, looking up over here. Lots of exciting <laughs> stuff coming. I like it. <laughs> I do. Well, it's a lot of time spent home out at the gym, not going out. It's been rainy and just yeah, miserable here. Yeah. I, I, today, this I afternoon, might. it was finally nice that I went for a bike ride, but like for the past week, it's just been raining. It sucks. Yeah. 
my allergies have been bad, so it's like I'm trying trying something new this year. So I'm using Flonase instead of the um, I forgot what I was taking. I was taking like Claritin pills and yeah. the other brands. This is the allergy those... podcast, so let's let's break it down. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that's kind of been what's going nice. on. What's going on here? Dark well, side of the ring. Yeah. So much stuff. There is. What about you? Um, I haven't bought a ton lately or looked into much. I mean, I browse all the time and nothing's really grabbed my fancy. I did joke with my wife. I was like, oh, I got to wear a mask. I'm going to go ahead and buy a Sin Cara mask. That covers the mouth and nose and walk around yeah, with right. that. that, <laughs> I, I, see how that see how well that goes over. Uh, but I yeah. did buy uh, for my quote-unquote face covering forever long. We have to wear that if you go to the store. And really that's just being convenient for other people. Like, I don't feel mm-hmm. like I need one, but, like, I don't want, like, anyone else to feel uncomfortable around me or whatever. So it's not a big deal for me to throw a bandana around my, my mouth. So I picked up a Macho Madness and Hulkamania one. Uh, a Ninja okay, Turtle. that's nice. Yeah, a Ninja Turtle one. And then uh, Hot Topic had, like, the, it's like a costume. I don't know what this is. It's some anime guy. But, like, the face is, like, it's like a zipper, so it's kind of creepy looking. She's like, I'm like, well, whatever. You know, I'm not going to wear your generic uh, paper one. Which, by the way, people are gross, by the way, just throwing them in the parking lot and, like, dropping their yeah. clothes. And, like, the people that, like, reuse those paper masks on, like, over and over again, which is a whole other <laughs> thing. We're not getting into masks. But, anyway, that's a couple of things I picked up. Again, I'm looking at, also was looking at the Bandito mask because the bandana part would cover my face. Yeah, okay. Uh, I, w- I, l- I would love a Pentagon. but Like just, the wrestler Bandito? Yeah, the, yeah. Like just a costume no, of no, a, a re- Mexican robber. Wrestler Bandito with the whole up, the, the mask with the bandana. I'm all in on this. Like, <laughs> All right. You're just like, you, you're giving me creative freedom to, to dress like an idiot? I'm in. And uh, there's that. And other than that, I did pick up non-wrestling related. I posted it on Twitter. It's uh, like a Ninja Turtles like trace thing. Like yeah, a light-up trace that. thing. And, uh, you did a nice job on that. Didn't I? The Raphael? Yeah, so yeah. I got it pretty cheap. It was like 20 bucks, and everything works. The light works. Mm-hmm. There, nothing, nothing. All the sheets are uncut. Colored pencils were still all in there. And like it took kind of a while to do it. And like it was kind of like soothing and relaxing to do. So I'm like, well, I'm going to do more of these. So I'm going to, you know, grab, order me some nice colored pencils and like sit down and do all these. So I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> so you bought some real like legit art school pencils. I'm going to. Uh, Michael's has been open for curbside pickup this entire time. So I could just, you know, yeah. go on there and get it from them and support them. Uh, there you go. But I might do that. You know, I might do some more. Uh, some soothing time for myself rather than yeah. just sitting around watching. Get your, get your shading in and, yeah. you know, your outlines. and Then you can autograph them and sell them. You know, that's a great idea. I do also have, um, like, outlines of an old WWF crayon by, crayon by number set. I could trace Ultimate Warrior. I got, <laughs> I'm looking forward to this. <laughs> it's going to be good times. All right. Good times for everybody. You, you just found your hobby. I did. I did. Well, you set your seventh hobby. I got, I got lots of hobbies. Did you do yeah. hockey? Yeah. You do whatever you do with your kids. Oh, man. Kids. <laughs> play games, play have tea parties. The kids are. Play hockey. The kids are loving us being home. Like, yeah. Like they're young enough where they're loving it. And, like, I, although the thing that sucks, like, someone tweeted, like, what about what happens when everyone goes to work and then all the dogs will think they did something wrong? <laughs> I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. But other than that, we're all good here. And it's it's fun watching wrestling and it's fun keeping in contact with everyone. It's everyone, too. And it's weird because. Like, obviously, everyone doesn't have the same face-to-face interaction, but I feel like more people are talking to each other than ever, like, mm-hmm. through Zoom or text or calls or whatever. And it's just, it's interesting in that sense. But Yeah, I, I have had some friends, you know, I've been friends with for decades. And just over time, you just don't talk to them anymore because it's like the same old stuff's going on. 
but just reconnecting with those, you know, four or five people that I grew up with is, sure. is starting to happen more. I'm like, well, that's good. You know, we do have stuff to talk about. <laughs> yeah. And it's just everyday bullshit. <laughs> I, was, I was joking. I got caught the other night on uh, Netflix watching a World War II in color like documentary and i was like oh this is what uh-huh. sacrifice is we're not doing shit <laughs> so it was like the, the it's an invisible war we're fighting just like isis yeah i was it was the uh pearl harbor episode and like to show these people and like getting bombed and like i'm like oh man and, like, like the next day everyone enlisted in the army i'm like oh man we're yeah. complaining about having to have every form of entertainment possible to hang out you know yeah. so I, I think about that too because they're talking about the spanish flu and all that i'm like yeah but at that time they didn't have the internet we didn't have cell phones we didn't have like you know, even like comfortable beds yeah, <laughs> or <do>. refrigerators. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Refrigerators, freezers and stuff like that too. So let's keep having fun. Let's keep uh, joking around on Twitter, all that other stuff. Uh, yeah. Nothing else really that I'm looking forward to buy or anything mm-hmm. or search for. Uh, but if you do Are you want- interested in any of those extreme sets? What extreme sets? Oh yeah. It's, it's extreme sets. It's like a website where I think Nate uh, from Ring Skirts oh, has yeah. like the crowd and the padding no. around the ring and all that kind of stuff. I don't have the room. Like, I'm pretty jam-packed in my corner. Like, I have a big basement, but my stuff yeah. is, like, pretty jam-packed into a corner because my kids take over the rest. And you got to move your kids' stuff out of there. Thinking about it. Not all of it. Like, the stuff they don't use anymore. <laughs> but, they, but the thing is, they play with all their toys, which is great, but, yeah. you know. Uh, but, yeah, like, I'm almost running out of room here. Like, I'm, I'm just like, because I hate stuff, like, not on display or stuff in the corner or whatever. So, yeah. Uh, I I thought about selling a few things here and there, but nothing really. Look, looking to keep an eye on. Uh, the only thing I did pick up, I mentioned in, uh, a couple weeks ago, it finally came. I got a pretty good deal on the WWF Columbia House sets. Uh, those came and they were like twenty bucks for like nine tapes, so that was a pretty good deal. Or like eighteen tapes. That was a good deal. Yeah, or like eighteen. It was a lot of them. So, what are those like? The best of and like about an hour and a half or two hours. Yeah, I never even had them as a kid, but they're cool little display pieces and just. Because I'm a crazy person and a collector, need to add them, and other collectors can can relate to that. Being crazy and just justifying reasons to collect. I relate to that. You do. You do. You're doing your what you might call it. Your uh, crowd setup and your scenes right now, which is <laughs> you should have asked me for Mean Gene. I'd have sold them to you for cheaper than forty bucks. <laughs> I was going to, but then I'm like, he's not going to sell it. And then I already put out some. Uh, best offers mm-hmm. and then on Mercari you can put in and make an offer I already put them out yeah you got it though good for you should have taken up, up my offer years ago when I picked that up see I knew you were going to say that I'm like that's why I'm not going to ask <laughs> you don't want to deal with this crap <laughs> you should have took me up on the offer two years ago <laughs> alright so anyway let's get into this week's show unless you have anything else no that's it cool this week we're looking back at a handful of matches and to see if they still hold up. So I'm going to run down the list here and then we'll decide which one we talked about first, second, third, all that stuff. Okay. And the point of this is just does this match still hold up looking at it in today's standards of being a wrestling fan and all the great stuff we've seen since these matches may have taken place. This is These matches span all kinds of eras, all different promotions, all that stuff. So the first one, Shawn Michaels, Razor Ramon, WrestleMania 10. Bret Hart, Steve Austin, WrestleMania 13. Ric Flair, Ricky the Jargon, Steamboat at the Chi-Town Rumble in 1989. Shawn Michaels, Undertaker, first Hell in the Cell in 1997. Macho Man Randy Savage versus Ricky Steamboat from WrestleMania 3. And Rob Van Dam versus Jerry Lynn from Hardcore Heaven 1999 ECW. 
so those are the ones we're going to talk about. And I'm sure we both have notes and chit-chat as we always do about maybe our history of this match, first time we saw it, etc. Uh, right. You want to go pick the first match to talk about first? Go ahead. You can pick the first match. Um, let's go HBK versus Undertaker in the, as Vince called it, the hell in the cell at hell Bad Blood 97. Yes. Yeah. Let's do it. Did you? What was the first time you saw this match? Did you happen to watch it live? Did you watch it? I later? didn't watch it live. I remember seeing just the highlights of it, like on the Monday Night Raw afterwards. Yeah. And so I just never really got the whole story of watching it. And it's just one of those things where you kind of see highlight after highlight after highlight. And it's just like, okay, well, I guess I understand that match. I don't need to watch it. So this is the, really the first time I've watched it. Like really? Beginning to end. Oh my yeah. gosh. That's huge. And it, yeah. And they talked about it in the, um, oh, whatever. It was, it was on WWE Network about, you know, the story between Kane and The Undertaker and the Hell in the Cell, the first one. And, and again, this is like recently. And they talked about it again. I'm like, okay, well, I don't need to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> Because I hear all like the historical like uh, bullet points of the whole match. I'm like, okay, okay, I get it. But I didn't get it. Like, this is an incredible match. This was the first one. The first Helen. Kane himself. ruined it. <laughs> Kane ruined it. You ruined it. It was, it was going so great. All right. The first time I saw this match was when the Coliseum videotape came out for Rampage 97, mm-hmm. which was basically this pay-per-view. And I remember loving the match and... The big thing that we'll talk about the highlights of the match, but the big thing that stood out for me as a kid, and still it still had the impact today, was Michaels was dangling off the cell like he basically his arms were at the top, and like yeah. one arm, one arm, and he back bumped through the table. Nothing like Mick Foley's leap off of the cell or Shane McMahon's jump through the mega cell in WrestleMania 32, but those stood out. Also, uh, Michaels bleeds in this match pretty heavily, and we'll talk about that. Mm-hmm. My sister's boyfriend at the time, like I remember watching this match. And him being like, you know, he cuts himself. And I was like, no, 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 no. He's like, watch, watch. <laughs> and he showed me the point watch, watch. where Michaels cut himself. And it was oh, when jerk. Undertaker gave him like the uh, monkey flip or whatever, or like the slingshot, I guess, into the yeah. cell. And he's like, yeah. look, we like pause the VHS. Like, look, you see his hand on his forehead? He's cutting himself. I'm like, oh, man, there goes the magic of this. <laughs> but yeah, so you, so you watch this for the first time complete. That's crazy to me. Overall, yeah. thoughts. As a, as a Hell in the Cell match and all the Hell in the Cell you've seen, where would this rank I mean, this this has to be in the top two. Okay. I, I mean, Foley, I, the Foley to me is still, I don't know. I'm going to put this at number one because just it's fresh on my mind. Everything that led to everything to the next part of it was just flawless to me. I feel like. From, from, from getting out of the ring. Okay. From the beginning of it. Shawn Michaels is just scared. Well, you know, he's pretending to be scared. So he's like pleading with uh, Triple H and Rick Rude and China through the cage. He's like, oh, no, I'm trapped. I'm trapped. I'm trapped. And, you know, that becomes like one of the things like he wants to get out of. Mm -hmm. Undertaker just beats his ass for majority of the match. And Michaels is just getting pissed off. The cameraman's in his way. He beats up the cameraman. That leads to them opening the door. Yeah, that was very, way out. very clever for them to be able to get out. Yeah. It was Mike, like, how, like, what reason would it be? Because the whole match is like, we're going to keep Michael inside the cage. Michael's a stay yeah. in. That's and the point. What would the reason be for them to open that lock? And it's because this cameraman needs to be taken to a local medical facility <laughs> because Michael's yeah. kicks the crap out of this guy. Oh, he beat the shit out of him. <laughs> and so you know who i am now i'm like okay this has to be an indie guy so i paused it i go online i'm like who's the cameraman in the uh, first hell in the cell blood match or hell in the cell at bad blood i can't find anything some people on reddit are saying oh it was um 
flash funk. And I'm like, that's not flash funk. And then other people saying it was, it wasn't. So then I went to the, one of the sources of, of, I guess like uh, wrestling reviews mm-hmm. who I would think knows this stuff. And it's uh, John Canton from what's it from the, the TJR wrestling report, like reviews. I don't know if you've ever been to the website. Okay. TJR wrestling. We're, we're, we're giving free plugs now. Okay. I see. Cool. Yeah, but he just reviews a lot of stuff. I'm like, if somebody's going to know, maybe it's him, because he reviews a lot of the old stuff. And he just replied, I asked him on Twitter, and he said, it's just an indie guy. He didn't know the name. So I'm like, okay, well, it wasn't Flash Funk for sure. <laughs> so then I look, okay, I go back to the match, I press, press play, and I just kind of just watch the end of it. I'm like, this is so good. Yeah, and there's a few things about this match. I remember the build to this match, and when mm-hmm. they were talking about the structure, like I didn't know what that meant. I, I, I remember watching this live, and... This is, you know, October 97, and it's right, this is right before Survivor Series 97, where the Attitude Era probably officially kicks off after the screw job. But Mm -hmm. this is just like, at the time, when I'm 97, I'm in seventh, eighth grade, I'd never seen anything like this. Right. And the violence. I'm trying to think like, because this is really my first time watching it, and I'm just in awe. And I'm also trying to put myself in that time period before everything after this happened. Mm -hmm. Because obviously a lot of stuff influences other things down the road. So I'm like, okay, well, this is going to be like the first of this type. And I'm like, okay, this this is awesome. (laughs) Every Hell in a Cell since then, I feel like, has been trying to follow this one. There's been other really good Hell in a Cell matches. There really has been. And Mm -hmm. I think the Triple H Cactus Jack one from 2000 is great. I think... Brock Lesnar versus The Undertaker in like 2003 or 2002 is great. There's a lot of really, really good Hell in the Cell matches, but this yeah. one is just like, it's it's not even like putting yourself in that time period. I think even today is just awesome. And th- there's a few highlights I have note down here I want to talk about. Uh, I do like how this was like a fight. This wasn't a wrestling match. This was a damn fight. Oh, yeah, yeah. And also when they go on top of the cell... After they climb, under Michaels is running away from Undertaker after the doors open. <laughs> yeah, I completely forgot about like the press slams on the top of the cell. I don't know why I forgot like the press slams and the and, backdrops. And there's no holes. No, there's no holes in the cage so they can like put their feet and their hands into. It's like they really have to climb this damn thing. I'm like, I I don't know if I could climb a fence like that even if I was younger. <laughs> and then that moment when Michaels is kind of dangling, like I mentioned earlier, and he falls to the table. Mm-hmm. That's not a far fall, but the impact was like, it was building to that almost. Like the whole match was yeah. building to this spot. And then after Michaels gets up, after falling through that the uh, the table, he you got to see his face. And he's bloodier than Stone Cold was at WrestleMania 13. Like his face <laughs> is covered. I, people yeah. forget how crazy the crimson mask, is, you, as JR calls it. But also right after he falls through the table, Taker picks him up and tosses him again through another table. But the table doesn't break. Yeah, it's it's so. I don't know. It, it's it's brutal. And the build through this match, they keep talking about the chair shot that Michael swings at Taker because Michael's coughs Undertaker at the title at SummerSlam in August earlier mm-hmm. that year. And Undertaker, when he swings the chair in the match and nails Michael's in the top of the head, is like it's cringe right in the head. It's like yeah. oh, especially what we know now. But even then, you're like, good god. And, yeah, the emphasis on the chair really made you know made a big part of that match as well. So. Like I said, everything that was in here was just, I'm like, okay, okay, I'm into it, I'm into it. 
And then the d- there's even a part where I'm sorry. There's even a part where Michaels walks by and uh, some of the fans are heckling him. He spits on them <laughs> through the cage. And I, and I think recently I read something about somebody spitting on a fan and that's not acceptable and this and that. He should be fired. I'm like this guy did it back then. <laughs> Can you imagine that kid getting spit on? <laughs> it's so gross. It's gross. Like, right? Maybe hit him in the cheek and he's like, oh no. Oh gross. And then, like you said, Kane comes out and ruins the whole damn thing. Oh, Undertaker's God. about to win, and then Kane comes, rips the door off the hinges, and Tombstone. I mean, conv- a convincing win. I'm like, he just beat the snot out of uh, of HBK. He did, but Michaels just drapes the hand over one, two, three after that Tombstone, mm-hmm. and oh man, what a what a match! And this is one. If you haven't seen it in a while, if you've never seen it, like Eric for some reason, go watch it. This doesn't only hold. This doesn't <laughs> for always. For some reason. This doesn't only not always just hold up. Because, like, I mean, I joke, but I could see what you're saying where you've seen this recap and highlight videos so many times. Like, I don't need to watch it, but you do. Yeah. It's a. And I love just how um, Undertaker has, um, you know, Shawn Michaels up by his throat and he slams him into the corner, slams him into the post, slams him back into the corner. And then HBK does a pile driver on on the stairs. Just the thud. I mean, just everything was just brutal in here. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's great. And it's ten out of ten. And it's it's a flawless match, as far as I can tell. And it's awesome. Go watch it. Michaels Undertaker Hell in the Cell. Uh, uh, in your house, Bad Blood '97, where you can find it on the network or some Hell in the Cell collection. I'm sure. Yeah, it's worth your time to go out of your way to watch it so we we started off hot with this this first match here <laughs> Let, let's bring it down <laughs> okay i mean all these matches are good let's be honest yeah let's go i'll pick the next match and we'll go with rick flair uh versus ricky steamboat the shy town rumble 1989 you yes. have never seen this one before no i for the longest time i always heard about the trilogy the trilogy the trilogy and i'm like okay that's cool mm-hmm. <laughs> you know i i know flair i know steamboat like it just wasn't i don't it just wasn't that interesting to me yeah and i would watch highlights and stuff like that and, and again it's just one of those things where i see parts of it i'm like okay i don't really need to see it but again i was wrong do you know what <laughs> the other trilogy matches were it was the well, first... I was reading up on him. I just didn't watch him. The other ones like Clash of the Champions and then um, the one in Nashville. Yeah, the other one was Wrestle War. And yeah. I was watching... Music City Showdown. I was watching Ric Flair's, one of his DVD sets uh, today to watch the match. And he said this before. And he goes, he goes I'm flattered that everyone thinks this match, the chi Rumble, was so great. He goes, but unfortunately, like me and Steamboat had 100 matches better than this one. But no one ever saw it except mm-hmm. for the live crowd. I was like, well, screw you, Rick. I like this match. <laughs> well, that's that's him. Uh, I don't know. That's that's his art. So you didn't know who won this match, did you? I didn't, and I told you, like, I not that I'm a huge WCW guy, but in the in the late, I'm not gonna say late '90s. I mean late '80s, but '91, '92, I was WCW because that was I was watching uh, WWF then WCW, and I was going back and forth. So I was more WCW than I was NWA. But just thinking back in those times, I remember them talking about Dusty Rhodes being the champion, Harley Race, Ric Flair, Sting, like all of those guys. I'm like, okay, cool. I never thought, I never, I never knew Steamboat was a world champion. And then I'm watching this, and I'm thinking, like at the end, 
not expecting Steamboat to win because I never heard of him being a champion. <laughs> and sure as shit, he got it. And I was like so excited. I was literally on the edge of my chair, like hunched over my desk, like with my face close <laughs> to the monitor watching this. I'm like, this is so good. The crowd is like beyond just bananas. It's like so into it. And that made me into yeah. it. Yeah. And just the reversals and the chops. Oh my God. The so chops. So many false finishes too. There was one false finish here. It was the, I have the note here where they got it for me. It was the crossbody where mm-hmm. Ric Flair crossbys, they roll over and Steamboat goes yeah. for the cover. I'm like, oh, that's the finish. And then he kicked out. I'm like, oh man. So it was awesome. Did you do, Did you yeah. happen to notice who was in the front row camera side? No. Dave Meltzer, front row camera side with his, <laughs> no, with his big old yellow pad taking notes about the show. Oh God, and, I have to rewatch this then. Yes, yeah, he's got a big- But th- that's how good it was. I wasn't paying attention to anything but the match. Well, he's, <laughs> I only noticed it because of his yellow pad, but uh, yeah. he, he's got like a curly mullet and like a super tight green shirt. So look for him, front row okay. camera side if you watch it again. But he pops yeah. a few times. And what's interesting about this match is this is a Chicago crowd. Maybe they're mm-hmm. smarky at the time of 89. They're cheering for Flair a little bit. He's got a lot of fans. Like, even though he's the bad guy, Flair's got fans. Yeah, JR was saying how uh, Brad Muster from the Bears, he was a Ric Flair fan, and he always wore a Flair shirt under his uh, <laughs> his his jersey, like on game that days. Seems like, and there he is, front row with a big Flair shirt on. That seems like BS. <laughs> I doubt this guy was wearing a Flair shirt or a Bears jersey. This crappy I'm white, gonna, I'm gonna run, white running back for the Bears in 1989. <laughs> I got his autograph. He's not Do crazy. you? <laughs> what did you mean of the auto yeah. show? <laughs> no, it was probably some uh, Orland days. Yeah. <laughs> so, but here, here's how into this I was. So I, I'm, picture me, well, my monitor is maybe like two feet from the edge of my desk. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of just leaning into my chair, like towards the monitor. And I'm just like, come on, come on. Because the ref is not even paying attention to Ric Flair holding the ropes <laughs> while, while he's in the figure four. He does it like 10 times and the ref doesn't even look at him. I'm like, this is bullshit. <laughs> you mentioned but, the, the crowd too. Everyone was standing yeah. at the start of this. I didn't notice. I just you're just I, everyone was standing. They were in the whole time. Oh, okay. Just like you, you're standing up in your room watching this match. Like, <laughs> Pretty on. much. Yeah. Yeah. So the this ends up happening. Uh, Steamboat gets a small package for the win, and I I knew he won, but I forgot how. So I was yeah. still kind of into it. Like, okay, okay, he's got, it. he's got, it. oh, he's got it. What do, oh, he's got it. Mm-hmm. It was it was great, and another one that this isn't one that it was like oh this is only good for the time because you watch some matches back and you're like I could see how like for example I think like the Sting Ric Flair from Clash of the Champions one at the time was great now it goes a little long it's fine it's still good but this one is I'd put up against any current day match yeah for sure any other notes on this one um. Uh... Nope. They did have a fast. This, uh, a plus. They had a fast tempo to start. Ric Flair got the big time entrance with like his women. With they had roses for him, and he got the fancy mm-hmm. robe. And this is even the, winking at a couple, and they're all smiling. I'm like, oh, look at Ric Flair. This was at the UIC Pavilion in Chicago, which is a dump now, and it looks like it was still a dump in 1989. <laughs> well, they filled it up and dressed it up nice. They did. They did for sure. And nice, nice crowd there in '89 when WWF is. WWF did Survivor Series in 89 in Chicago. So uh, look at that. A couple big, big events in Chicago in 1989. <laughs> so another match. We are saying, yes, it does hold up. Go back and watch another it. Another A-plus in my book. Okay. What, you get to pick the next match. Uh, what did you think about the Rob Van Dam versus Jerry Lynn? Okay. 
So Eric, this was like a late addition to our list. Eric was like, let's add some ECW flavor. And <laughs> because I've always heard about these two guys and their chemistry. And then I'm, I was reading about different things. So they've had a couple different matches and I, I assuming there was a pay-per-view or some big event before this, but between the two matches, everybody was saying this was the best match. So then I'm like, okay, well let's watch this. And I thought it was really good too. So I'm, I'm, I was a big ECW fan in like 96, 97, 98. So 99, I was probably falled off a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I'm a little sour on some ECW matches because I feel like some of the ones don't hold up as well over time. You know, right. Innovate at the time and all that. So when you gave me this match to watch, I was like, I don't want to watch this. And I texted you today. I was like, I haven't watched it yet. Maybe we'll just skip it. Yeah. But I'm like, typical Steve. I suggest something. He sh- he poo-poos it. Yeah. I mean, someone's got to crap on your ideas. But it was very fun to watch. It It is a super far ahead of his time match in the sense of like the athletics like the counters and things like that this is a mm-hmm. match you could put in like a pwg show today and it would still be yeah. like okay oh, definitely they would do this the clap 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 after the bunch of reversals type of thing yeah and i'd never seen this match before i don't know how i missed it but i'd never seen it before uh i was yeah, it's, it's it was really entertaining good yeah what i'd like about it is just I mean, Rob Van Dam is just, I mean, when you compare his size to Jerry Lynn, I always thought Rob Van Dam was kind of small, Mm -hmm. like compared to WWE guys when he finally went there, but he's kind of on the thicker side, like, you know, bigger, maybe 20 pounds heavier than Jerry Lynn, but the, just the quick back and forth and the reversals and the spins and the jumps and the kicks and just everything is so innovative for that time. I'm like, man, and then they do like the whole stop and then the crowd applauds and then they go at it again and just how they kind of just slip out of each other's hands. And it's just incredible. You okay? So I I think I think this match was good. Um, mm-hmm. If you are a fan of quote unquote like modern current day wrestling, you know, uh, maybe New Japan style or, or or PWG something like that, I don't think you'll be blown away by it. I think you'll enjoy it, and I think you'll will appreciate like I did how far ahead of its time this was. But as I texted you earlier, there's a lot of standing around in the match, which is. I think just because the crowd was so into it, they kind of let the crowd breathe with it. Yeah. I'm not saying don't watch this match, but out of all the ones we've watched, this would be the, I would tell them to watch this one last out of everything we've watched. <laughs> well, I have a, a number six. Okay. Again, that's not bad. These are all just great because matches. I, I, I wasn't, I wasn't into ECW at the time either, but knowing that for me and hearing about this through TNA and that ECW history and all that kind of stuff, I'm like, these two guys had, incredible matches this would be like 10 years from now people are talking about not even i mean i guess we're past the 10-year mark of undertaker and Shawn michaels Mm -hmm. like if i'm just getting into wrestling oh you got to watch this michaels undertaker match like you hear about it you're like yeah it's not that big of a deal but then you watch it like yeah it's pretty good yeah well for the record the michaels undertaker wrestlemania 25 match was on fox recently under like michaels best matches or whatever wrestlemania matches still holds up it's still incredible that match Mm -hmm. um which is why i didn't put it on here because i feel like it's relatively recent Although it's yeah. still eleven years old, um, but this is this was very good. There was a few funny parts. Bill Alfonso, RVD's referee, like there was a spot like <laughs> the Van Daminator, the Terminator, whatever it was, and Alfonso's going to the camera. That's what you paid the nineteen ninety five on pay per view for. That's what you paid it for for this right here. Uh, yeah, so go ahead and watch it. But again, I, I don't want to sound like I'm crapping on the match because it's very good. But if you're watching PWG or something like that, you may be like, "Huh, we see this a lot." But to see this in ninety nine. It's kind of mind blowing. 
Yeah. And maybe if you're watching it now and you want to know about the legend of Rob Van Dam, that might boost your interest up a little more. I can see that for sure. Okay. I gave it an A, though. Yeah, not an A+, plus, just an A. I'll give no. it an A-, minus because for the standing around. <laughs> okay. I got a note in there that um, early on in the match, I don't know when, but Jerry Lynn had a concussion. So whatever happened after like the first four minutes of this match, he had a concussion. Okay. I mean, so that, that makes it a little more, why, why, more impressive. Why some, of them, why some of them were botched, like some of the moves he did were botched. Yeah, but an RVD match, I expect botched moves. I don't really care. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. Let's go with Macho Man versus Ricky the Dragon Steamboat WrestleMania 3. I'm assuming you've seen this match before at some point. I have. Okay. So here's the thing. I've probably seen this match like 10 times, and nine of the times I'm like, okay, this is pretty good. But I don't know what it was about my mindset watching this. It's it's way better than what I thought before. But I, I, I think I just got kind of tired of all the false finishes. It was like way too fast. Like if they took like six of the false finishes out, I think they still could have had like a great match. I think the false finishes was super unique at the time in 87. Mm-hmm. So that's why they threw them in there to kind of like steal the show. There's a couple of things about this match. One, it's still great by any standards today. Those arm drags by Ricky Steamboat are fantastic. Oh, Macho yeah. Man's robe for the action figure Mattel made for defining moments is fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's George Steele didn't need to be there. Um, he just was there to scare Liz and make sure Macho Man didn't like destroy uh, Ricky Steamboat's throat again with a ring bell. I thought it was right. funny where uh, Jesse Ventura was talking with Gorilla Monsoon during the match, and he goes... Oh, you know, whatever they keep saying, Ricky's got a big heart or a strong heart. He's got a strong <laughs> throat as far as I'm concerned. I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. Another thing with the comment. Good old Jesse. With the commentary on this match, they're calling it like like you would at a fight where uh, I think even Gorilla says, like, oh, you can win by DQ, but you won't get the big money for the title. So I, I, I always mm-hmm. like that touch, like the idea that you get paid more if you win. Yeah. I mean, that kind of fell off. Maybe four or five years later. Yeah. Uh, That's why I like the earlier stuff, especially the WWF earlier stuff. That just made it sound like um, the managers made money off of their clients or mm-hmm. like the the winners won more money. You know, they won the purse. Well, yeah. Ventura goes, oh, Gorilla, what's what's Ma and George Steele doing out here? He's not, he doesn't have a manager's license. And like, he's like, a friend. Oh, Jesse, he's a friend. <laughs> well, they just need to be out here. <laughs> so right. it's very, very good points by Jesse Ventura as well. The false finishes, I didn't mind as much as you did, I don't think. You just got over okay. it. But uh, the thing that did I did enjoy, because I forgot. I've seen this match, like you said, a bunch of times. I did forget a couple things. I forgot that Macho had the elbow and there was no ref. I figured Steamboat just kicked out right away, but I forgot there was no ref. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forgot what the finish was. I knew it was like a roll, like a small package type of thing but I forgot the exact moment. One note yeah. I did have was the crowd, I don't think was expecting much out of this match. At this point, they were like, all right, let's get to Hogan Andre is what we came here for, which makes this a little more impressive to me that they got oh, the yeah. crowd so into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people listening have seen this match a million times like we have. If you haven't, it's definitely worth a, a go back to watch. If you're able to find a copy of Ricky Steamboat's DVD set, he does alternate commentary over the match, which is pretty interesting too. So go check that yeah. out. I think what I focus more on this one, because I kind of, I, 
kind of. I did know the backstory just from watching and hearing about it so much that I think I just focus on how much Savage was going for the throat. And even when he grabs uh, Steamboat by the back of the head and jumps over the top rope and slings uh, Ricky's neck on that top rope, I'm like, yeah, I'm like that's everything you're trying to do is to impact that throat again. So I think that's what my emphasis was on when I was watching it. What are you going to give this match? I gave it an A just because of the false finishes kind of bugged me. But overall, everything was awesome. I will give it an A as well. Um, I mean, this is a honor roll report card of matches. Dean's list. <laughs> right. So Dean Douglas list. Uh, yeah. But very, very good. <laughs> Again, go back to watch. I mean, as you can tell, guys, like, so far, the, there's been two matches that have blown us away and two that have been very, very good. So nothing like anything's bad, but you got to blow us away watching these here. So yeah, pick your next match. We got two more. So I, so I think if we watch the Flair Steamboat last, I mean, to me, that was the best match out of all of these. Okay, interesting. So I, if I put that last, then I'd maybe put the other ones up higher as I was watching. In them. fairness, you didn't know who won that match, so that's going to make it that's, that that's much true. better for you. That's another thing. I think with this Macho Man Ricky Steamboat match, if you didn't know who was going to win, it mm-hmm. would have been like a lot lot better Um, but it does still hold up to today's standards of wrestling fandom if you will so i I would put this in any uh reseda vfw hall for pwg in the world (laughs) (laughs) and honestly i'm watching some of these matches and all i'm hoping for is like some two guys whether they're you know joliet indie (laughs) independence all the way up to wwf wwe you know just recreate the entire match from move for move yeah <laughs> like these are so good i would rip that off yeah for sure i, I wish they would I, I watch old stuff and i'm like how has no one stolen this or how is no one yeah. like i was watching a uh it's like wrestlefest 88 at milwaukee stadium uh-huh. and it was jake roberts versus rick rude i believe and there was a move where jake's got rick rude ready for the ddt and as uh-huh. he hits it rick rude grabs the ref so Jake drops root on the refs. The ref is out. So that's a smart move. Oh, like steal that. Smart. Like someone's got to steal that, you know? Yeah. There's people got to watch their history. That's what I'm saying. Go steal some <laughs> stuff. from everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do the Shawn Michaels razor Ramon match from WrestleMania 10. This was my best match of the car of the one so far. I think it was my best. One. Okay. All right. And I was surprised to hear myself say that because I feel like I've seen this match a bunch. And I feel like I've seen a million ladder matches, as we all have. But this match holds up to any match, let alone ladder match. It's just fantastic. It, this was a logical match where they're using the ladder as a weapon to try to beat the hell out of each other to win the titles. Yeah. That's the story and this of the is, match. This is, this is the first time, well, I'm not saying the first time, but... As a, uh, as a younger uh, fan, well, you know, you know this, uh, me, I uh, this... actually had the idea for the uh, ladder match, and uh, uh, Sean stole it from me and stole my moment from WrestleMania 10. Uh, Vince screwed did you, you over. Did you see they recently released that? Which one? The Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels match. 
Well, I've seen that match before. It was on a uh, Coliseum video set before. Yeah, but, no, they recently put it. I saw it on Twitter, and everybody's blowing up about it. Like, oh, my God, so that wasn't the first match. <laughs> but then I listened to this one, and Vince McMahon says the first ladder match at WrestleMania. Yeah. So he kind of gets by by saying that. There were other ladder matches, too. Like, on the ladder match DVD set, there's one like Jake Roberts from somewhere. And it's like a ladder, like a not like a folding ladder either. It's like a lean ladder, too. So it's oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So there's been ladder matches, but... Yeah, I asked you which one. I said WrestleMania or SummerSlam because I, I, for me, I favor the SummerSlam match, like just because I just I don't know. I, I, it's I like it. I like it more. It's creative for sure. Yeah, this one. I this one. There's so many little things they do. Like I love the entrances, where the when they walk down the aisle, like Michaels is like, nope, not walking under the ladder, and the Razor's <laughs> like, yeah. cool, Scott Hall walk, you know, with the arms right. out. I'm walking through the ladder. Mm-hmm. Uh, Every time I hear uh, Razor Ramon's music, I just think Mick Foley yeah. <laughs> for the tire screeching. I'm like, I, no, that's not it. I also did like that both the belts were already hanging above the rafters. Yeah. So this this match had a story behind it too. Michaels was suspended while he was the Intercontinental Champion. There was a tournament where Razor or not a tournament, a battle royal where Razor yeah. Ramon and Rick Martel were the last two, and then Razor Ramon won. He was the IC champ. Michaels came back saying, "You never beat me," and boom. Here we are for this. Effect. That's a good buildup. It is. And they did a bunch of house show matches with this. And Scott Hall said it before where he said, you know, him and Sean had house show matches better than this one. And I was like, screw you. I like this one. Uh, yeah. Okay. Ric Flair. Yeah. I did also <laughs> like how they only used one ladder and someone asked like Razor Ramon too. They were like, I got some interview like, where where was the backup ladder? He goes backup ladder. Like, we never backed <laughs> the ladder. <laughs> that was the only one. Yeah. Um, what was the name of the? And it got bent. <laughs> this is a little off topic. What was the name of the hotel where Starcast was in Schaumburg? The Hyatt. Uh, the Hyatt. Yeah, the Hyatt. Yeah. So last year at Starcast, when Scott Hall was doing his, like it was the pose. You get to like, the photo op was you and Scott Hall like on the ladder. But yeah. they they used the, the Hyatt's ladders, so the picture says like property of Hyatt Hotels on the ladder. I'm like, mm-hmm. come on, turn the ladder over at least, Conrad. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I loved the entrances of this match. I loved the just the build of it. Like even before it started, I was like, oh, this is this is awesome. I was in. It is awesome. I mean, even the WrestleMania 10 doors of how they open and and uh, Razor comes through. And then they slide the doors back closed. I just like that setup. At what was that? Uh, Madison Square Garden, right? Yeah, the short entryway. And I re- and yeah. I did remember R- Diesel, who was Shawn Michaels' bodyguard at the time, getting kicked out. I don't remember him getting kicked out that early. He got kicked out super early. Yeah, and I like it. You know, they did the pan like right at the beginning of everything, just like pan all the way up from like the ceiling. It's just all the, like the sea of people and all that stuff. I'm like, god damn. <laughs> you know, and what is this? Ninety four? Yeah, ninety three. Ninety four. I'm like, I'm like ninety four. I'm like, it's Vince McMahon has to been so proud. Mm-hmm. Had to have been so proud of all of this that he created all this stuff after stealing everybody. But anyways, <laughs> he, he he created the thing, and you know, one of the comments made me laugh. Uh, I think it was Lawler's on commentary, and he was talking about how Shawn Michaels is using this ladder. And just beating Razor Ramon with it, he's like that ladder's got to weigh like 150 pounds. I'm like, come on, King. I'm like, yeah. I mean, at the, at the time I was a kid, I'm like, yeah, it's probably 150 pounds. He wouldn't lie to me. But now I've used ladders. I'm like, that's no more than 50 pounds, 40 pounds. If maybe. that, yeah, it's aluminum. <laughs> yeah, uh, just the way it like clanks around when it hits the mat. <laughs> I love when Diesel got kicked out. Like Hebner tosses him, I believe, and Diesel, did you see something? Did you see something? Because <laughs> he looks down and just sees Razor knocked over. Did you see something? Yeah, right. 
Poor Diesel, his WrestleMania moment. He, next day, the next year, though, him and Sean are facing for the title one year later for the championship. Who knew? Yep. Who knew? Who knew? Um, I did like, like I said, how they use the, water, the ladder as a weapon. Right. And there's also the point when uh, Michaels is climbing and Razor, he must, I don't know if it was like a rib on him, but he pulls his pants down, mm-hmm. bare-ass Michaels, <laughs> like full moon over New York City. Yeah. Does, well, the way the angle was on that, his nuts had, had been hanging out, too. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because <laughs> he was bent over and the tights were pulled all the way down to the back of his mid-thighs. Were you watching the network version? Yeah. Did it just have his well, butt blurred out, or what was it? No, it had his butt. Okay, yeah. You know, when it went back to the other side, he was starting to pull his pants yeah, up. So I have, on the DVD out. I was watching... It just stayed on his ass. <laughs> it didn't switch, switch cameras. <laughs> uh, it was, watching this, it was kind of refreshing to not see like a bunch of flips and spots in a ladder match. It was kind of refreshing. Yeah. And, I, and I'm thinking like everything that they did with the ladder, you know, that was innovative at that time for me. As a, I mean, I don't know how old I was, but, you know, it, it's all new to me at this time because I didn't mm-hmm. grow up in the 70s and 80s watching wrestling. It was just kind of like, you know, our wheelhouse. So I'm like, you know, when he takes the ladder and he starts walking up to the ladder, uh, I mean, up to the, uh, up the ropes, I'm thinking, what is he going to do? But then he just like stands on it and falls on Razor with it. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that was cool. And the big, that's what I would do. And the big, fight. the big splash with a great camera shot of Michaels oh, on yeah. Razor. That's an iconic shot. Everyone's seen a million times. I thought that was later on in the match, but that was pretty early on. Mm-hmm. Mid match. What'd you think of the finish of this match? It was great. I just loved how. Michaels gets caught up in the in the rope with his leg, and then Razor's taking his time. <laughs> Shawn Michaels is almost out that he gets his arm stuck in the ropes. <laughs> that was so clever because Michaels made it believable. So he's like, because like, yeah. if he was waiting that long to get his leg out, you'd be like, come on. And Lawler's right. like, come on, referee, help him out. And what, as soon as he, Earl, Earl's just standing on the outside, like, you know, screw you, Shawn. And as soon I'm as not helping anybody, as soon as he gets his leg out, you know, he basically lunges for the ladder. His arm gets stuck again. Yeah. And I loved how Razor grabbed both the belts and does like a back bump off the top of the ladder mm-hmm. to the canvas, fell off. And yeah, it was a great match. It was. This is an A-plus for me, and it was my favorite one than all the ones we watched. It was awesome, and I think the biggest reason I liked it so much, it was so refreshing, like I said, to watch a ladder match that wasn't constant, just spot fest. I was such yeah. a fan of this match. I With loved it. Seven different ladders, seven ladders inside of ladders to slam somebody through the middle ladder. <laughs> yeah, this is a good one. There, simple. There's one point where the ladder bends too. I'm like, oh man, the ladder break? Like it came pretty close to breaking. Yeah, it was uh, when it went sideways or something that it was like uh, bent. I think McMahon said something about it being bent, and Razor was trying to climb it, but it wasn't stable. I got a I got a lot of heat. I'd say on Twitter a few weeks ago when I posted a picture of WrestleMania 9, 10, and 11 VHS covers, and I said I know a lot of people hate these manias, but this was kind of my wheelhouse. And everyone's mm-hmm. like, who hates 10? And I was like, well. Other than two matches, 10 is an awful show. Like, the opening match with Brett and Owen is great, and Razor and Sean's great. Everything else is really mm-hmm. bad. So, and I don't You didn't like the Luger and Yokozuna match? It's horrible. It's like 16 minutes, too. I mean, I like their <laughs> SummerSlam match better than that. And I'm a Luger fan. Yeah, it was. It was yeah. just, it's just a nerve hold. It's terrible. But, and plus, it brewed my dreams of a Bret Hart Lex Luger main event as a kid, which is what I was hoping for. Right. That's what should have happened. God damn it. Let's go back in time. Well, great match. A plus for this ladder match. I gave it an A. Oh, man. I'm sorry. All right. Then we're going to go to our final match here. Bret Hart, Stone Cold Steve Austin, WrestleMania 13, submission match. This is another match I feel like everyone hears about all the time. So maybe they don't watch as much. Mm-hmm. 
like the, yeah. the highlights over and over again, the shots and everyone talking about how great it is. When's the last time you've seen this one? In its entirety, it's 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 been a while. Mm-hmm. I probably watched it when I first got the network in 2014, 2015, you know, because there's some matches. I'm like, oh, yeah, I want to watch this, this, and that. So probably about six years ago, five years ago. Yeah. But I did watch this one live and just oh, – okay. I just remember how insane the the whole night of this was was it was a really good pay per view in my opinion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, the crowd's super hot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't seen this match in a while, um, probably a couple of years at least, from start to finish. I yeah. loved how the 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 entryway where the Austin three sixteen glass shatters. I love that. I loved when Brett kind of walks over the glass, like steps over it defiantly to the ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think history has kind of changed a little bit in people's minds. Like, oh, people already pooing Brett before this match started. People were all for Brett at the beginning of this match. He got a huge pop. Yeah, they were. People were yeah. Like, I, I was for both of them. I mean, I was more so Bret Hart. Yeah. Because, I mean, Sean, or Stone Cold was still kind of coming up, but I thought Stone Cold was cool. I'm like, okay, so this guy's a cool guy. He, like, kind of bucks the system and FUs all these people. I'm like, I was a teenager. Of course I like that. But I still love Bret Hart. Yeah, me, so I thought me this too. was the match I was looking forward to. Me too, and I, I was a big Brett fan, but we were. It was weird because, like, all right, we love Brett, but like, it's like this new shiny toy is like over here coming yeah. up, and like, he was just awesome. And I love when this match. I love the camera angle of the start of this match. You know, Austin's in the corner. It's the shots behind him. Austin's kind of like yeah. looking away from Brett, like not respecting him, and then bam, what goes after him right away? And the crowd is into this match from the get go. Uh, mm-hmm. Ken Shamrock as the referee. Ken Shamrock as the referee here made me a fan of the UFC. So when I met Ken Shamrock at WrestleCon, I'm like, hey, man, just so you know, if you ever see Dana White, <laughs> tell him he owes you more money because I become a fan of UFC because of him. He goes, oh, I wish <laughs> I wish you could tell him that. And then he gave me a really shitty autograph. So screw you, Ken Shamrock. Oh, but anyway, Ken. anyway, uh, he made me a fan here. I loved his referee cutoff shirt with the shorts and the boots. He gave this match. That dude was jacked. I forgot how jacked he was. Oh yeah, there was there was n- no drug testing for him or in the UFC around the, in the MMA den. It was. Did you take steroids today? I mean, why should there be? He's like, did you take steroids? <laughs> nope. All right, you're good to go. I mean, if that's your job, you want to get as jacked as you can for sure. Um, the so so as far as him in this match, he doesn't really play much of a role. No, until later on. So I, I like that about it, where the focus had nothing to do with the referee in this. So that was cool. There's a couple of Chicago references here. Um, I don't know if you noticed them. So I don't remember before here, Austin put the chair on Pillman's ankle and like basically stomped mm-hmm. on it and shattered it. And there's a part yeah. here where Bret Hart's about to do it to Austin and Jerry Lawler and Jim Ross like, oh, he's going to be like Robin Ventura. So if you remember in 97, <laughs> Ventura had a horrific ankle injury sliding into home. Like his ankle turned sideways. He was a White Sox player back in the 90s. So go watch that. And then... Uh, after that, Austin gets up after Bret Hart's about to stomp on him, swings the chair as hard as he can on Bret, makes a huge crack. JR's like, that's like Albert Bell swinging for the fences. <laughs> and then Jerry Lawler just screams, it's WrestleMania, baby. Like, he didn't know what else to do. Like, he was like, fuck yeah, yeah. this match is amazing. Now that I think about it, this might be the better match I, I saw. Like, I'm getting chills remembering it. Yeah, this is a really good one. Like, it's awesome. So you, you had mentioned, like, the camera angles on these. And some of the early matches we talked about, I loved how they did the the cameras from, like, the side of the ring and up. Like, looking up at, like, you know, these these superheroes mm-hmm. are, are fighting and they're muscular mm-hmm. and all this kind of stuff. It made them larger than life. And even going back to the um, 
the steamboat flare match. I love all the camera angles and the, like the zooming in and all that kind of stuff. And just everything currently is kind of a copy of a copy. The shaky cam stuff and all that. Yeah. Well, the WWE is like the shaky cam stuff, but a lot of it is just like the same angles over and over. And then changing an angle every three seconds when someone punches so you don't see it doesn't hit. Yeah. Like I understand it doesn't hit. I don't need to have a freaking seizure watching a wrestling match. Like these older ones are pretty cool because it's, they'll go five, six minutes without a camera change or maybe 40 seconds. And I like the pacing of the, of the angles on it too. So it just made it more fun and made me more into it. Like I was there, if that makes sense. As I was watching this match too, I was watching like the hard cam crowd and they're just like, everyone's like on their feet. Like they're like, Mm-hmm. Yeah, like let's go. <laughs> yeah, uh, I saw one sign up at the top that said Hitman 316. I'm like, that's a good mix. <laughs> and uh, I also liked. There's some point when they're they're fighting, and you know, Jim Ross, Jerry Lawler, and Vince McMahon are on the call here, and Jim Ross says, uh, "This isn't about posing or covering a bald spot. This is a fight. This is about." standing up for yourself I'm like ooh, jr taking shots apparently at wcw <laughs> who was kicking the crap out of wwf at the time by the way but yeah this was but i mean let's be awesome. honest this, this is way better product oh it just wasn't getting the ratings 100 percent. and the part where bret hart cuts steve austin's head they do it right in front of vince like it's right in front of the announcer's table like i i couldn't tell exactly when he did it but based on i, I think it was when he was punching him like with those fast jabs yeah. into the head yeah like just put that little blade on the tip and pop, 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 pop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. And Austin gets up. He's a bloody mess. And I think history has embellished how much Austin was bleeding. Like he was bleeding for sure. But we saw yeah. Michaels a lot bloodier than Austin was here. It, yeah, there's a lot, a lot of matches that were there's way much more blood. But I mean, when they do that one angle where he's screaming because he's in the whatever the sharpshooter, yeah, as he's screaming, yeah, or the whatever, <laughs> and the sharpshooter, and because he's screaming and sweaty, you know, it just makes it look like there's a lot more blood. Yeah, that so that the finish match, I, for, I I forgot, I forgot he got out of it or almost got out of it. I, so I'm like, wait, I don't remember this. I forgot how quickly he got him in the sharpshooter. Like I I remember it being like a struggle, but no, he got gets him in it. But like you said, yeah, Austin almost kicks out of it, but then he sinks it back in. Mm-hmm. And that iconic shot with Austin doing the push up with his head, like yeah. they almost missed that. Like they got it kind of, but that dead on shot came later. Mm-hmm. You know and right. I did. Oh like, yeah, because they did kind of get it twice. They did. Well, they kind of got it the first time. The second time they got it. Yeah, they did. Um, I did like how Shamrock was like, "Steve, if you do not answer, I will stop the fight. I will stop the fight." He's calling it a fight, yeah. not an entertainment exhibition, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I will stop the fight. Lifts up his arms, rings the bell. It's over. And Austin. And then first thing Jim Ross says, like Austin never gave up. Austin never gave up. So yeah, they really they really want you to know he didn't give up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's all he kept saying. So at, at this point, I'm looking at this and I, I hear about the double turn and this and that. And personally, I'm watching this and I'm like, I don't remember flipping from one side to the other. So I'm thinking like, okay, it, he didn't really go full heel on this. Yeah. And then then it happens. I'm like, oh yeah, there we go. <laughs> so post match, what happens? What does Brett do? Well, Brett wins, and then uh, Austin's kind of revived. He's he's laying on his back, and Hitman just comes up, starts beating up the knee again, and mm-hmm. and Shamrock is trying to square up on him. He's like, you know, back off, back off, and he grabs um, Hitman and does like a German suplex on him, mm-hmm. drops him, and then he's like, okay, let's go, let's go. You want to go? And Hitman's like, screw this. Yeah, <laughs> smart. It's like, I'm not going to fight you. I just had a grueling match. I'm not ready for patient. And then, yeah, then people are yeah. booing him, and 
post match as the refs are helping not not Shamrock, but the other refs are helping Austin up. He gives mm-hmm. one of them a stunner and gets the pop and <laughs> fantastic. This is an yeah, A plus. It, it was awesome. Yeah, that was the double turn point. So I'm like, yeah, that's pretty shitty of Hitman to do that. That's how sportsmen like. That's not what the old hit. That's not what the old Hitman was about when I was growing up. <laughs> yeah, man, this is just amazing, and I wish Bret Hart would have stuck around as a heel. Could have stayed in WWF. Couldn't imagine like how great he would have been. And realistically, what should have happened is Austin should have took the title off Bret Hart WrestleMania 14 to finish off that rivalry. Like yeah. that should have been it. But obviously, it didn't happen. He ended up taking it off Michaels. It is what it is. But I wish that he Brett could have stayed and that could have happened. Like that would have made sense. Austin would have taken the belt off Brett and that would have been it. But man, great, great stuff here and fantastic A plus match. And probably I'm gonna take it back. It's probably my favorite one of the ones we watched today. Or over the last <laughs> Everyone's time. my favorite one after we talk Except about it. Except for R V D Jerryland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it's uh that's a hard A. It's so good though, but like it's just, if you're when you're at the the top of the top, you know, it's tough to get in there. Yeah. You know, I always like the analogy I have is like, so like there's the red, there's the MLB hall of fame, there's the football mm-hmm. hall of fame. And then there's like the hall of fame, hall of fame. So like, for example, the WWE hall of fame is all these guys, but then there's like the hall of fame of the hall of fame is guys like Hogan, Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart. Like that's like the hall of fame, hall of fame type of thing. And right. So like yeah. this match is like the top, top match. Other matches are just good. So, yeah, I think for their time periods, I'm like, all of these guys' matches that we watched, they were top level. And they still hold up. Yeah. None, none of these matches I would have anybody watch, and they'd be like, meh. This is stupid. I have an idea. <laughs> turn, it off, turn it off two minutes into it. For a special show coming up, one of my friends never watched wrestling in his life. He's probably seen none of it, and I want to give him a few matches to watch. Would you recommend I give him any of these to watch? Definitely give him the Ric Flair Ricky Steamboat. Get the hell. <laughs> I have to. I, I just love that match so much. I was thinking of... And the and the Hell in a Cell. Yeah. <laughs> I, so I was thinking of... So there, it's going to be like a special show if it works out. I was thinking of having him watch Daniel Bryan versus Triple H from WrestleMania 30 and the main event. So I kind of like a one like story type of thing. I was yeah. like, uh, Michael's Undertaker WrestleMania 25, Austin Bret Hart, and then one more. So Punk and Cena? Maybe, but I think the crowd made that. I don't know. It did. It's tough to think about. It's something to think about. So, I mean, that's your hometown boy too. It, it's like seeing punks in Chicago. I mean, that makes it that makes him way much more confident, mm-hmm. and his swagger just builds in that match. To me, it's it's an amazing match. Yeah, that's one. I would I would have had this in the list, but yeah, but again, that's I think that's a little too recent, you know, compared it to is, these. Yeah. So, uh, but these ones are all still top. Go watch them all. And if you guys have any suggestions for matches that you would think maybe would still hold up, or maybe don't. Let us know on Twitter at PPW Podcast. And then there's Eric on Twitter at Eric John San. He's on Twitter as well. You can follow us both and interact. It'll be lots of fun. I was This was not a chore to watch any of these matches. They all seemed to fly by. They did. I watched, I think, four of them Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. And then I watched the ladder match and the uh, Bret Hart and Stone Cold match on Wednesday day. Yeah. Awesome stuff. Great matches. Great times talking about them. Hopefully everyone had a great time. What what two matches would you put in to have your friend watch? I would think, like I said, I I just mentioned, I think I would do Bret Hart versus Austin. Okay. And Michael's Taker. Hell in the Cell. Yeah, those are, I mean, they're 
they're good. <laughs> yeah, they're they're great. I would be I would be concerned. I'm just disappointed you don't love the the steamboat versus flare match as much as I do. I did love it. I I was a little distracted by Meltzer in the front row though. Oh, I mean that that crowd. I'm, I'm just, just those chops. I I, those I would chops. say with the the two matches I recommended, maybe the blood would turn some people off. I could see that. Like eh, this uh-huh. kind of gory, whatever. But yeah, either they're all great. So let us know on Twitter, guys, what you think. PPW Podcast on Twitter and always interact with us. It's a lot of fun. It's always cool seeing you guys take screenshots of your phones and whatever, seeing you listening and all that. It keeps us motivated to keep the show going, and it's fun to do for everyone. It's more fun when people are listening. So share with a friend, as I know you guys do, and also share our other podcast buddies with your friends, our friends at the Our Vantage Point podcast cranking out shows all the time they also have a patreon with a lot of great content they're at ovp podcast on twitter also our great friends at the fully posable wrestling figure podcast always a great show every week and they've been doing a lot of special shows too during this time so check them out at fully posable also go ahead and check out our awesome friends at the doing the favor podcast and our friends at the ringside podcast also the breaker and bane power hour I'm going to be a guest on their show coming up. And the Breaker and Bane show I listen to, they're like a good, I need like an hour to kill. Let's like do these chores, whatever. It's great to have in the background. They have interviews mm-hmm. every week. They also have another show called Back to the Nintendo where they talk about old Nintendo games. Lots of fun stuff. Um, I always forget to give shout outs, but follow everybody. Keep supporting everyone. And it's, it's fun to interact and still touch base everyone as we're all kind of in the same boat. And everyone's in different situations, whether they're essential workers or if they're working from home or they're hanging out, taking care of people, all that stuff. We're here for you, and we will keep having fun doing these shows. And this has been another fun show, as always, with you, I think. I agree. I was thinking. (laughs) No, I I was just reading some stuff on the Internet. Oh, I'm glad I didn't bore you. Uh, I think. I was I was also thinking about this is like a project. I don't know if I'll do it because like the amount of work would be insane. I don't have time to do it with two children at home and working full time, and me and my wife both working full time and everything else going mm-hmm. on. Uh, of creating like a like a like a sound clip of like some of the best of moments of the first hundred episodes, like to music. Okay. And like obviously, <laughs> got to get the intro, the first intro. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously the. Uh, Kona Crush story, you know the highlights of that Obviously. is my favorite. You got to have the Hogan hat on the bus. Oh, yeah, the Hogan hat and the bus, and there's just so many stuff people have popped for. And I think someone tweeted me on Twitter. I think it was Nate Ringskirts was like, "You talked about like <laughs> Eric asked you asked you asked me. You're like, you don't think we could provide enough content on Patreon? I go, our content is free. We don't provide enough of it for people or something like that. And they don't get their money's worth." <laughs> So start thinking about, guys, your favorite PPW podcast moments. Let me know. Um, and if I do it, I will definitely add them to this little compilation I'm going to do. And like I said, uh, episode 100, Eric, and I'll be together for it. Even if I have to keep postponing, we just do a 12-week Legends House rewatch. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we need to do. <laughs> Pretty much. I do think we're going to do that. It'll be like episode 99.1, 99.2, 99.3. For sure. Uh, show suggestions are always welcome at PPW Podcast. Uh, shoot, shoot us a DM, uh, shoot us a tweet, give us a follow, and we will follow back. Have you noticed a lot of like wrestling Twitter girls trying to sell naked pictures of themselves lately? 
It's like, maybe it's just my timeline. I've had to unfollow well, a bunch no, of people. Well, no, I, I see the hashtag Twitter after dark, and then I see a lot of nasty stuff. <laughs> 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 but obviously, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna copy and, and save those <laughs> to my computer. <laughs> but yeah, I, I've seen it. It's just the, I mean, what are you gonna do? Creep, You're not wrestling. You got to make some money. This is the creep a cast. People out there, the creep, <laughs> the creep cast. cast. <laughs> yeah, look, I, I'm, you're aware of it. Twitter after dark happens like after like 11 o'clock at night, everybody starts posting their, their nasty pictures. <laughs> what time zone are we <laughs> but, in? Uh, but obviously they're going to give you more if you follow them on, you know, only fans, only fans, only me or whatever they are. I like some people, someone posts like, who the hell are these guys start only fans pages? Who's going to buy your shit? <laughs> I don't know. It's nuts. I think it's, but it's, it's fun. And it's not even like, I, I'm not, you're not uh, like saying like mainstream, no, I mean these are like in India, like the unpopular indie people. Some that I follow and I see not even indie people. Some are just like fans that have a YouTube channel. Okay, yeah, yeah, I see a lot of that stuff. It's it's nobody like, I don't know, like uh, Alexa Bliss. Yeah, that <laughs> she needs or, her, or, even, or even like Britt Baker. Or <laughs> she needs, she's got an OnlyFans page. Yeah, no, I'm just saying it. It's hey, just like people we're not that, we're not hating at all. It's just interesting. The, like, we, the, the, like we've seen at Rise shows, you know, yeah. like that kind of caliber, and. I'm like, that's fine. I mean, they post like sexy pictures in their bra and this and that. It's like, you know, Skype and whatever. I'm like, that's, I mean, do what you got to do, I guess. Maybe I'll post times something. Times are hard. I'll start posting Hard times. My, you got to put in the uh, the Dusty Roads hard time promo at the end of this. No, I'm not doing that. My wife was teasing me today, <laughs> so I went on my bike ride today. And on my bike ride, I have a fanny pack. It's where I keep my things, you know. Do you wear a helmet? Oh, yeah. And uh, Oh, God. Huh? What? What'd you say? Thank God. Yeah, I said, thank God. Why? Why? Did you think I wouldn't wear a helmet? No, I, no, I said, oh, God. Oh, okay. Anyway. Um, you got a fanny pack. So I have my fanny, I have fanny pack, helmet, whatever. So I came home today, and my wife's like, oh, there's ants by the door here. So I'm like kind of cleaning up. I just got in, and yeah. I had my Crocs on, my gray socks, my black joggers, <laughs> my fanny pack, and my, I was like sweaty. She's like, you like our peak dad outfit right now. I'm like, don't be jealous. <laughs> that's funny that's ready to roll. so, so uh, i haven't been going to the gym because it's closed and my girlfriend had to cancel some stuff because she usually goes to classes so she's she's saying how she's gained weight and whatever she's like i'm, I'm gonna start jogging so, <laughs> so she went for a jog and then i was asking her how her jog went she's like she needs to get like a fanny pack or something because mm-hmm. she can't hold her phone and her keys and all this stuff because she doesn't want to drop it if she's running and then slips out of her hand i'm like we gotta get like a drawstring bag or whatever and she's like yeah i need it for my keys and my phone and some money and then she puts like dot 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 for ice cream because <laughs> there's a there's a creamery like a mile away from <laughs> her house so i just picture her like jogging to the ice cream place <laughs> buying ice cream and then jogging back it's worth we're it. calling an we're calling an uber to get back <laughs> oh i love it that's great yeah get her fanny pack that'd be a nice gift for her happy valentine's <laughs> or whatever happy birthday yeah. whatever she's mother's day whatever she got coming up happy friday happy, here's a fanny pack mm-hmm. oh, good stuff i yeah i bought a bike a few weeks ago from from dick's curbside pickup and it's been it's it's I haven't ridden a bike in a while and it's it's fun like it really is yeah. it's fun to do and uh, one thing I recommend to people if you do bike and if it's like chilly out get like biking gloves because it keeps your hands warm because the first time I did it it was kind of cold and I was like oh the worst part is how cold my damn hands were it was yeah. a lot of fun I like now, it and there's, now, there's, when you ride bikes did, did you go through like the um, forest preserves and go up and down the ditches and all that kind of stuff um, do you kind of stick to trails I don't do the 
trail stuff. So I basically ride from my house um, through like, like the across the yeah across the street to like the, the like the bike path, okay, up and over by the train station, and then there's another bike path that takes me over Lagrange Road, which is like the big busy street here, to another neighborhood and back. So I did like six miles today, which it, that's good. Yeah, it's it, it wasn't that hard, and I, I don't want to push it. Like the first day when I pushed it, I was like dead. Um, yeah, my goal is to get up to like be able to do 15 miles. That's kind of like a goal. Um, but it's, it's been fun to do and it's something to keep in shape and it's gets you out of the house, gets you fresh air. And today was the first day this afternoon, at least where it wasn't crappy and raining outside. And yeah, th- I'm glad it's going to be good, uh, good weather this week. Well, this Saturday I'm going golf and the golf courses are back open up and I'm going golf on Saturday. I cannot wait. I'm very excited to do that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, this is a bike, golf, and creep cast wrap up. <laughs> so, Twitter hashtag Twitter after dark. <laughs> hashtag nerds after dark. Eric, <laughs> anything else for us? No, that's it. Okay. Thank you, everyone. It's, for, it's almost time for Twitter after dark. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye.